I find pictures of Svalbard on the internet. I stare at the place, the real place, where he is. I look at the pictures on my phone and see that I took a photograph of Drake at the party. As soon as I find it, I set it as the home screen, and I stare at it for a long time, wondering what it is about this face that makes my cheeks glow pink, my skin tingle all over, and my body start to melt. I look at his dark hair, his prominent cheekbones, his heavy glasses. He kissed me and made me remember. I remember it all. I remember his smell. I remember the way his lips felt on mine. When I took that photograph, I might not have known that we were about to kiss. I took a photo of a missing cat poster too, but I think I have forgotten to go out looking for the poor missing cat with no ears. I put my shoes on and step outside, checking the keys are in my hand before slamming the front door behind me. Then I am running straight down the road towards the sea. I cross the main road, dodging between a couple of cars as I cannot be bothered to wait until there is a proper gap. They beep and are annoyed, but no one is actually going to run me over. They don't point their cars at me and drive faster, like they might if I were a cat with no ears. The tide is halfway out. That flat line of water at the edge of the earth is my horizon. I cannot imagine anything beyond it. I can remember a car trip to a theme park when I was ten. That is the only sense I have of ever having been away from here. I look at my left hand. Stone, it says, but I knew that anyway. I run down to the beach. It does not take me long to find a black one. It is not exactly the same as mine, but it is close enough. It is smooth and it fits into the palm of my hand. I hold the new stone. Drake's stone, to my lips and kiss it again and again and again. The warm breeze runs through my hair. A man with a dog looks at me, but I don't care. I walk around looking for cats, but they all have ears. There are more posters for the missing one. I take more photographs of them. When I get home, there is an email from Drake. I put the laptop on the kitchen table his stone beside it, and put the kettle on. I force myself to make a cup of tea before I read it. I jump from one foot to the other as I take out my favourite mug and put a tea bag into it. Together, we can start to make some plans. When I sit down with my tea and finally allow myself to open the email, I am tingling, ready to devour his words. Hey, Flora, he has written. Look, I'm sorry. If you were here, things would be different, but you're not. We both got carried away, and I think we need to cool it off, because this can't work from this distance, and you can't come here, can you? I'm happy that you remember our time together. That means the world. Let's leave it at that. Sorry for everything. Love, Drake. I read it again to check, but it still says the same thing. I don't know how far away Svalbard is, but I know it must be a long way. I sit with the two stones together in my hand. I am not going to lose Drake. My fingers press keys on the laptop. I find a flight, and a place is saved for me on an aeroplane. 
I look up places to stay in Svalbard and book myself into the cheapest one. I book a room for five nights because that will give me time to work it all out and find Drake. It is easy to do. I pay with a credit card I found in a box on the table, and then I fetch my passport and double-check it. I cannot believe that it exists. It has my photograph in it. It is valid for another eight years. It feels like magic, but I have to trust that it is real. He said, You can't come here, can you? That is a question, and my reply is, Actually, I can, and I'm going to surprise him. I will put the stone into his hand, and we will kiss, and we will go wherever he lives, and talk, and kiss some more, and do all the things we have talked about doing together. The world in my head will become my reality. I will start to remember everything.